This is Real Estate Rookie episode 196. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I am here with my co-host, Tony Robinson. And welcome to the Real Estate Rookie Podcast, where every week, twice a week, we bring you the inspiration, information, and motivation you need to kickstart your real estate investing career. And I love Saturdays because we get to switch things up a little bit, right? We get to dive into some of these questions. Uh, but before we do, Ashley, just tell us what's new with you, what's going on, what's new in your neck of the woods. Um, not much, actually. <laughs> uh, the last couple episodes, we talked about my knee surgery. We talked about a new deal I'm looking at. Um, so yeah, really nothing else new that I can think of. Um, what about you, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, for me, we actually just lost out on a uh, on a property. Um, it was in a new market that we're looking at, and uh, we put up twenty thousand dollars as our EMD. And um, with everything that was going on, it, it's it's new construction, and the way they mm-hmm. set it up was that you had to get a, a loan to purchase the land, and then you had to get a secondary loan to cover the construction. Um, so it was like really weird how they had it set up. Um, but you know, with everything we had going on, we like totally dropped the ball on remember that we need to get this financing for the loan or for the land, because we got this under contract, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe seven months ago. Um, and you know, now I'm like, Hey, it's time to start. And it was like this mad scramble to try and find a lender, but the lender that the builder recommended didn't want to lend to us because they said that we were overexposed with short-term rentals in our portfolio. They're like, this is for someone that that like this is their first short term rental X Y Z, and it was really weird. We went to like two, like three different lenders in that same city, and they all said the same thing. But I guess what's happened is that in that town, in that region, there's been just like this boom of new construction of short term rentals. So I don't know why, but I guess they feel that there's less risk lending than someone that doesn't already have short-term rentals. And in my mind, it would be the other way because if yeah. you have short-term rentals, you know what you're doing, you know? So yeah, anyway, we, we end yeah. up, uh, yeah, we end up having to back out of that deal because we couldn't get the financing in time for the, the construction start date. And now we're um, possibly going to lose our $20,000 EMD. So we're, we're going back and forth with the, uh, the builder to see if we can get it back from them. Okay. Well, first of all, that's awful. That's a lot of money to lose, but can you <laughs> tell everyone what an EMD is, your earnest money deposit? Yeah. Explain that, how that process works and why you might not get it back. Yeah. So thank you, Ash, for asking that question. So your your EMD stands for your earnest money deposit. So a lot of times when you uh, look to purchase a property, the seller will ask for an EMD or an earnest money deposit to show that you have in like, you know, even though you're Plenty, like, let me take a step back. Plenty of people can submit an offer on a property, right? But some people are tire kickers. Some people just want to lock the property up to see what happens. So a lot of times sellers will ask for an earnest money deposit to show how serious you are as a buyer. And the way that it works is the earnest money deposit is whatever amount you and the seller agree to. Uh, it could be as low as you know $100. It could be as much as $20,000 or maybe more. And that money gets deposited into escrow. So the seller doesn't have access to those funds. It's held in escrow. Um, And then typically there's a certain point in your contract where your earnest money becomes non-refundable, which means that if you back out of the deal for any reason, you don't get that money back to you. It actually goes to the seller. Um, But if you cancel before that date, then you as the buyer get your earnest money back. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 
2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the Bigger Pockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's rent. T-O, retirement.com, or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages, until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So we are in a situation where our, our expiration date for the earnest money deposit passed. Um, so it was considered hard, right? So your money goes hard, your EMB goes hard after that expiration date. Um, so now it's really up to the sellers to, you know, decide if they want to be nice or not, or if they just want to keep our, keep our $20,000. Yeah, I recently did a $50,000 earnest money deposit on a property. They originally wanted $300,000 as an earnest money deposit. And so um, we settled on a 50. And what happened was they, it was a bank that was selling this property and they just wanted to like push, like, we want this a quick close, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, we won't accept, you know, any more than 30 days due diligence, like no more than that. And this was a massive property with so many different avenues. So what my Mm -hmm. attorney did when he structured the contract, as he said, okay, the 30 days actually starts when you send us the title work. So Mm -hmm. that way it actually gave us so much more time. We ended up having, we ended up taking two months and we still had more time Mm -hmm. left because the bank's attorneys just, took so much time to get the title work done and send it to us. So (laughs) we actually, and we ended up backing out of that deal because of multiple issues, but um, we were Mm. able to get our deposit back uh, pretty quickly. And like, that was such a a key thing that my attorney did was put in these little, like little loopholes where, you know, Mm. it's on them. Like, yeah, we'll give, we'll take 30 days due diligence, but 
um, that's time isn't going to start until we have all of the information we need to actually, need. you know, understand the property. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. We did something similar for our Big Bear Hotel where we set it up mm -hmm. to where the due diligence period didn't start until we got all of the financials back from the seller. Oh, yeah. Um, so that ended, that ended up giving us like an extra, like, I don't know, I think like 14 days or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, so there's some ways that you can, you can kind of, kind of structure it. But same for us in that deal. Um, we put up $50,000 in EMD as well. And um, that went hard a little over a week ago. So <laughs> now, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, this Big Bear deal doesn't work out. We're, we're out, we're out 50 grand. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. It will though. Cool. Yeah. Out. Hope fingers yeah. crossed. We're we're making good progress. So yeah. Um. Awesome. But today's question actually comes from my DMs, and um. You know, if you guys ever want to get your question featured on the show, you can go to the Real Estate Rookie Facebook group, the Bigger Pockets forums, or you can slide in mine and Ashley's DMs. We pull questions from from all those places. Um. But today's question, I actually don't know who this came from, so I apologize in advance if uh, if you hear this question that sounds familiar because I just <laughs> took a screenshot of the question, but I forgot to get the the person's name. Uh, but it says, "Hi, Tony. I need your advice. I have a good chunk of equity on my home. Do you think it's wise to pull some cash from my home to purchase an investment property? If not, what do you suggest I do with that equity?" Ash, why don't you why don't you kick us off here? What are your what are your thoughts on this equity piece? Okay, well, we know interest rates are going to raise two more times this year. So if you are going yeah. to pull any money out, now is the time to do it. So you basically have two options. Um, the first option is you can actually go and remortgage, get a whole new mortgage on your property. So I would look at what is the current interest rate on your mortgage now? Can you get a lower interest rate if you go and refinance right now? Or is it going to be higher? So if it's going to be in higher interest rate, don't remortgage, keep the mortgage that you have on the property. And then look at a line of credit. So pulling out a home equity line of credit on your property. And it, since it's your primary residence, you'll usually get uh, good terms, a good interest rate. And some banks will actually do like a promotional period where maybe for the first six months, the first year, you're only paying, you know, 1.99% or 2.99% on that money for those first six months, and then it actually goes variable. So I would definitely um, look into a line of credit or to remortgage and refinance and pull that money out. I think it also depends what you're using the money for too. So mm -hmm. if you are going to purchase property and you end up, um, you're maybe gonna flip it, so you're gonna make your money back right away, or you're going to burr it where you're going to go and refinance that money and pull it back, then you want that line of credit so you can just pay the line of credit back and then you got that money again to go do the next deal. But if you were looking for a down payment, maybe, or maybe you're looking to mm -hmm. just purchase a, a property in full and with no, um, you know, expectation of going and refinancing anytime soon, then I would go ahead and remortgage the property instead of pulling out uh, that line of credit. Yeah, Ash, I think you, you hit everything just like the nail on the head with everything you said. Um I, you know, I, I probably wouldn't refinance in today's environment, assuming mm -hmm. that you have a better interest rate. Like I know for us, like when we bought our primary residence, it was like 3% was our interest mm -hmm. rate. And if we tried to refinance today, you know, it's like two and a half points higher. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't make sense for us to refinance our mortgage. Um, so I think your point of if, if you can, if, if your plan for the capital is something that's short with a quick turnaround time, like flipping, then a line of credit probably, probably makes the most sense. And honestly, that would probably be my approach right now anyway. And you can get um, a better uh, 
loan to value too, because a lot of mm-hmm. times they'll lend you up to 90%, 95% of the loan value. So say your right. house is worth a hundred thousand and you have a mortgage of 60,000 on the property already, they're going to give you uh, a line of credit for that other, what is that? 35,000? Mm-hmm. The math, right? <laughs> Thirty-five thousand <laughs> give you a line of credit um, up to that ninety-five uh, percent loan to value. Um, so that's mm-hmm. definitely an advantage too. Is that doing a line of credit, you'll be able to pull more money off. You can also do a home equity loan where you're actually pulling the money out. They're going to amortize it for you over so many years. You're going to get a fixed interest rate. And then you just make those monthly payments. So it's almost like a second mortgage on the property where the line of credit, you can the money can just sit there on the line. Mm-hmm. You can pull it off as needed and you're only paying interest when you use it. And then if you pay the money back, the money is still there for you to pull off at certain times. So you just have to watch when that line of credit expires, when the bank can say, you know what, we're actually closing down your line of credit. I remember during COVID, a lot of people started pulling all their money off their lines of credit, afraid that the banks mm-hmm. were going to shut them down and close them off. So they were trying to mm-hmm. pull their money off before the bank said you no longer have access to this money. Yeah, Ash. I mean, I think you, I think you literally said everything that I was going to say. So I don't, I don't think I have a whole heck of a lot more to add. <laughs> so hopefully, um, again, sorry that I didn't grab your name, but ho- hopefully, whoever asked this question, uh, we gave you a, a good response, and now you got some ideas or at least some flexibility in terms of what a uh, what strategy you can use with that equity you have sitting in your home. Tony, usually if we, um, if I pull someone from my DMs after we record, I'll send them a message saying, just, you know, your question was answered on this episode. So you can yeah. send that to them so they can watch you forget their uh, name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I apologize in advance. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's Rookie Reply. I'm Ashley at Welcome Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson. And we will see you guys on Wednesday. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals. Enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.